Welcome to Musically Challenged, your weekly helping of random music conversations based on whatever topic the guys choose. Their goal is to entertain and inform you on a variety of themes. This podcast is an expression of their lifelong love and commitment to music. Simply stated, music is life. This show may include adult themes and language. Once again, welcome to Musically Challenged. Here are your hosts, Chad and Lou. from 20 Watt Tombstone. It is I, Chad Knight, and with me for this, as always, is Lou Schwalbach. Yes, sir. I want to start by saying thank you guys for doing this. Well, I should say thank you, Tom, for doing this, (laughs) (laughs) as we seem to have an issue with a missing guy, but... They're here in spirit. Yes. We're here in Wausau, Wisconsin at the Polak Inn, and the boys are getting ready to rock the hometown bar a little bit later tonight. Are you guys stoked about this show? Oh, yeah. We love playing here. All right. So... If I'm correct, this is a birthday party bash for the lead singer, Reverend Mean Tooth. You could say that, yeah. Okay. It's not technically my birthday, but it's on the 10th, so... Okay, well, my birthday's on the 8th, so... So we got a couple here. Mine's actually two weeks from now, so... Or two and a half We should weeks, just so. make it... It's, to, it's a joint party now. There you go. Do we need a reason to party here? Plus, it's Wisconsin. So yeah, I mean, that's you, what... I think it's legal that you can actually party for a week on your birthday. I, I would agree with that. I wish employers would think that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, I told you this would take about a half hour, so let's get to it. So, according to your band's Facebook page, the band members are Grandmaster O to the Z on drums and yelling, and the Reverend Mean Tooth on guitar and hollering. What should we call you? I'm Tom, drummer's Mitch. Okay. That's, that's a much easier... It's, it's a lot shorter. Yeah. I, I like shorter names. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So... And speaking of names, I just have to ask, where the hell did 20 Watt Tombstone come from? Oh boy. Um, basically what happened was uh, we were called the Goddams for a while, and we had some issues with that name when we did our first tour. Um, Understandable. The, the Bible Belt, there were a few spots that uh, they were like, we love the music, we just can't dig on the name. Uh, that was the first thing. Second thing, we did some TV and movie submissions that were denied purely because of the name. And then the final straw was when we tried to trademark the name. We we had a little issue with another band um, that used to be a band, broke up, then came back and played like three or four shows. Uh, but they were using that name. So our fans were showing up at their shows and going, this is not the band we came to see. False advertisements. <laughs> yeah, so we... Uh, we talked to our entertainment lawyer about what we could do, and he's like, well, the easiest thing to do is trademark the name, because I'm sure this other band hasn't. He's like, if they have 95 Facebook likes, it's pretty, it's, it's, they're definitely not trademarking the name. So we contacted the trademark office, and they basically told us that it was not legal to trademark a swear word. So uh, they wouldn't let us do it, basically. So at that point, we had to either decide to go on with an untrademarkable name and possibly, possibly risk having to change it later or just change it in the early stages. So we, we made the decision to change it, and at the time we didn't know what to call ourselves. We, we liked the goddams. We thought it fit the style of music. We thought it fit us. So we were kind of heartbroken and just had no idea. And uh, so we just kind of threw our hands up in the air and went on Facebook and said, you know, uh, here's the situation. Uh, help us name the band. 
And that went on for about a month. We had thousands of names being thrown at us every day. And uh, eventually what happened was we, we would narrow them down every day. You know, do you like this one? Do you hate this one? And we narrowed the list down, and we got it down to five names. And uh, at that point, we took the most popular five that everybody had liked, and we just basically gave them to our booking agent at the time and uh, our PR guy that was doing a lot of our, our press releases for tour and stuff and asked them, you know, what works best for what you're doing. Like, is this marketable for you for booking? Is this marketable for you for PR? And they came back with two names. I'm not going to tell you the other one because I think it sucks. <laughs> but uh, the interesting thing is the, the PR guy we were working with at the time, he, he gave me some really good advice and he said, out of these two that work, he's like, pick the one that works the best with the logo you have. He's like, if you can, if one of these fits that lettering, it's going to look visibly the same from far away. And and Mitch is here. Oh, hey, Mitch is here. <laughs> Happy birthday, Tom. Uh, I'm telling him about the name change stuff. Dope. So so anyway, basically. Did you clear it up and say we think it's bullshit? Can we curse? Yes, absolutely. Right, okay. can, I would say we, that changes everything. Yes, it's <laughs> bullshit. We would rather be the goddamn Twenty Watt Tombstone is great. Our fans picked a great one, but yeah. for the record, we want to be the we goddamn would still. Still prefer to be that. <laughs> but uh, but basically, so Twenty Watt Tombstone, when I tried to fit it in the lettering for our old logo, it worked great. The letters were almost they, they lined up almost exactly the same. So we were like, well, that's the one, and we like that one better than the other name. I don't even remember that. Should, that which will not be named. Yeah, I just remember it sucked. <laughs> I don't know. I liked it, and I might still keep it for something else, but it didn't. It did not work for our logo. Yeah. Or us, really. I guess. But yeah. So that's basically how the name came about. We honestly had very little to do with it. We we just were so fed up that we couldn't keep our name. We just. And it, and the, the fans get to be a part of it. I, that yeah. I, that I like. I think that's, yeah, that's really that's cool. That's a really cool idea. So. All right, so you fashion yourselves as the illegitimate, illegitimate love child of the White Stripes, the Black Keys, and Left Lane Cruisers, with the late Lemmy from Motorhead, as, and as documented by Hunter S. Thompson. So this is an amazing way to confuse your followers. Oh, that we're all for that. Yeah. Can you explain this a little bit more? Um, basically, I mean, that that was just kind of a colorful, funny way of saying that we don't know what to call ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> when, when people ask what style of music we are, I always tell them to listen to the music and decide for themselves because there's such a... There's, it's such a mix-up of, like, everything we listen to. It's, uh, it's got a lot of rock and roll. It's got a lot of blues. It's very from song to song. Yeah. And the two albums are so different. Depending on the night, it can have some hip-hop. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly, I, I went out to your website and I was looking at that and I read that and I laughed out loud. I mean, it was it was a killer catch because it was like the biography and I read it and I went, there's no biography here, but it's funny as hell. Yeah, that's what we go for. We don't take it too seriously. I mean, serious stuff, but just you serious have fun, enough. Man. It's, it's real fun. Fans that take themselves too serious, just, I don't know, they make me laugh, you know, because a lot of... A lot of bands are just, you know, you look at their photos, you watch their videos, and it's all just kind of posturing and, you know, this is popular, so we're going to do this. We're going to 
we're gonna film our video in a in a warehouse and we're all gonna wear leather pants and and it's like we would do that but we would do that to make fun of yes. that. Okay. Leather pants and stuff. You would do it ironically. Yes. You know, we just our our whole philosophy is we we just don't take it that serious. Like you know, we we enjoy what we do. We take it. We take the business end seriously, but the music itself should be fun. And uh, we like to keep humor involved because that's something everybody can relate to. That's what that's what I'm getting out of it too. Is you guys just like to have fun with it. Yeah. If you yeah. take it too seriously, you're going to go nuts. Yeah. You're going to hate each other. You're going to hate the road. You're going to hate shows. You have to inject fun in it. Otherwise, you're going to drive yourself bonkers. And you got to be yourself. It. You can't, you know, I, I've been in bands with guys who are, who are trying to be somebody else. They're trying to be Ozzy. They're trying to be Mike Ness. They're trying to be, you know, different, different people. And it's like, just be yourself. And make the music that, you know, that comes naturally. Awesome. So with, you know, the White Stripes, Black Keys, and Lemmy and everything else, it's a pretty significant lineage, if, you know, obviously, if that were the case. Um, what would you be, what would you guys consider to be your greatest musical or professional influences? Now, we got all deep on you for a second there. Boy. Yeah. Well, we come from very different backgrounds. Yeah. I couldn't tell that, but just, I mean, just by the looks, <laughs> yeah, you guys yeah. look like you'd be brothers. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. I come from very metal, and I, I guess you'd have to explain yours. Mine was very metal, and then just wanting to learn more got me to learn more about playing other styles, break myself out of just metal, and you know, breaking into so, stuff like this. And you do drums, yes. So who would I guess who would if you had to pick one drummer off the top of your head, who would you say that is like the guy for you? Mark Castillo, Barrier Dead, Bar None, hands down. I saw that guy. At OzFest 05, they, they were a <clears throat> very not well-known band. They had a half an hour set, and that half an hour changed my drumming style completely at the end of it. I bought the record and just got behind the kit, and everything everything was just different for me. After well, you that. answered correctly, because if you had said Lars, Lou would have left. Yeah, I, I might have <laughs> had to stand up and walk away. But So, Tom, how about yourself? Uh, what's my biggest influence? Yeah, or if, like, for example, like, what one person may have changed your style, like, with Mitch had said with his choice. Hmm. That's a tough one. Marijuana, probably, is my <laughs> biggest influence. Uh, but that's not really, that's not really music. Um, or what, what band or person got you into wanting to do music? I can tell you where I wanted to start playing guitar. Uh... When I was a kid and I saw the Hot for Teacher video with Van Halen, that was the moment for me. Like, I knew, you know, and the, and the thing is, like... I like these guys already. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, you just, get loose, you just get loose, man. Van loose Halen, spot. back then, like... Was tits. Yeah, I mean, if you don't know if Still. you didn't grow up with it. It's like, bands like Kiss and Van Halen and shit like that were so different back then because you didn't have the internet to, like... You know, and like the internet wrecked Ozzy for me. Because, like, when I was a kid, Ozzy was this mysterious guy who bit the heads off of bats, you know, did all this horrible shit, and was like the rock and roll icon. And then reality TV came out, and you saw that he's a mindless, drooling on himself, you know, guy that's just, not It just wrecks, it wrecks your image of what the idols are, yeah. you know? It's, it's like meeting any of your idols, you know, especially if you got a famous person, you're like, 
hi, I just met this person. They're a complete douche. It's like, oh, that sucks. That mm-hmm. just ruined my childhood. <laughs> well, and my kid and I always go back and forth because I try to explain to him that heavy back then was not what heavy is now. Like, when I discovered Kiss, like, dude, there was nothing in the world that pissed your parents off more than Kiss. <laughs> Like, Kiss was literally the most rebellious thing at the time. And, like, that was before Gene Simmons had a reality show and everybody found out that he's, you know, an asshole. And it's like, you know, back then, there was no Gene Simmons. It was the demon. He spit blood on stage and he was terrifying, you know. And it just made that whole experience more, you know, more intense, you know. So, like, bands like Van Halen and those guys, like, yeah, now they're old and... Everybody's seen them act like idiots through the years, and it changes their view of it. But back then, like, we didn't have all that stuff. So that stuff was, you know, like, I got what I saw on MTV. I got what, you know, what I heard from other kids. I got what was on that album. And it made for a very different experience. So, like, when I saw the video for Hot for Teacher, I think that was the first time I had ever heard Van Halen before. So good like, song to start with. Well, oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, the video was amazing. It was funny. It made you laugh. But, like, the image of Eddie, you know, in his chucks and tight jeans walking down the table, you know, ripping the fuck out of his guitar. Like, you know, as a little kid, I was just like, oh, my God, that is the coolest man on the planet. I want to be that. So I would say that that music video, not, not even so much the song, but the video itself, the combination of the visual and the song, that's where I just went. That looks cool. I want to do that. Great, great answer. Yeah, great. Look, um, actually, I think that was that was mine. It's your turn, man. All right. So you guys currently have two albums out: Wisco Disco, which was released in 2014 or 15, depending on which place you look online, <laughs> um, and a second album called The Death Blues versus The Dirty Split. Yep. Do you guys have any other albums coming out anytime soon? We're working on the third one. It's it's going slowly, but it's it's going. <laughs> it's something to look forward to. Hell yeah! Tool gets ten years. Give us three or four. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I suppose getting you know somewhere to record and all that takes time and money and. We just we yeah, believe we've been in hitting the damn road. Yeah, we've been super busy playing, but like the the thing is like we're really picky about what we put out. Like if we write something, you know, and have a full song, and we're not. 100% satisfied with it, we just scratch it and do something else. So we want the records we release to be solid. We don't want people to pick it up and go, well, it had two tracks, but the rest of it stunk. Like, we really want to invest the time so that rather than putting out an okay record, we want to take the extra time and make a really good record. Kind of wish all bands were like that. Yeah, because just about every album you buy, there's a dog or two on it. I mean, it doesn't matter what band... So, I mean, that's that's commendable, honestly. We don't have a label up our ass to say it's got to be up by this. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's yeah. completely us, so, like, I, guess, I don't want to say, you'll get it when we feel like it, but you'll get it when we want it, when we feel comfortable with giving it to you. Yeah, that's fair. fair. So, Tom, we talked once before, uh, and when we had your song, Your Man's a Jerk, on one of our podcasts. You told me that your fans actually asked for some that song or something of the, that mm-hmm. song, you know, something from a woman's side of the, the coin. So, this was your answer to Shitty Ex Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So, can you tell us a little bit about those songs and what it takes to write from a woman's perspective? <laughs> uh, 
Well, first of all, the uh, the first song, Shitty Ex-Girlfriend, that was a true life experience. I dated the world's worst uh, woman, I think. We, we could argue that, but we won't get into that now. I, I met one guy that, uh, when we played that song to the crowd, he, uh, he was like, no... No, I got you beat. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I'll take the Pepsi challenge with you on that any day. I'm confident that I have dated the craziest woman there is. And he's like, nope, nope, nope. So after we were done playing, I went and talked to him. And it turned out that he had been on 2020 uh, for his his ex-girlfriend trying to kill him. Holy shit. Oh, so I was like, tip of the cap to you, sir. You win. Next, <laughs> next, next one's on me. Yeah, so... So there, I'm sure there are, are people who have worse stories than me, but my, mine was pretty bad. But, uh, you know, it was honest and it was truthful, but I tried to make it funny at the same time, and it seemed like a lot of people could relate to it, you know. But uh, we had women come up at shows and they're like, well, I really like that song, but, you know, like, lots of guys are assholes. Like, why, why, why you gotta just write a song about, you know, <laughs> about how women are shitty? you should write a song about how men are shitty. And I'm like, well, I've never really dated a guy. I can't really do that. So <laughs> I didn't really... serious, I mean, here and there. <laughs> I didn't really know how to go about it, but it was always kind of in my, in my mind. And then uh, one day I was just thinking about how a lot of the time you'll date a girl and whatever the guy before you did somehow becomes part of your relationship, even though it's not really fair. And, uh, you know, somehow all of us are kind of paying for something that somebody else did in a previous relationship. So that was kind of part of the, the perspective I used. But then, you know, it was more of a, that and then the other verses kind of like, why do girls like assholes? Why is, why is the hotter the chick is, why is she with a bigger asshole? So that was another part of the song where it's like, you know, women are always saying, oh, I need a good man, I need a good man. Well, then pick a good man and, you know, stop dating assholes. So that became the perspective, you know, since we didn't know, didn't know really how to write it specifically from a woman's perspective. We looked at it as a man looking at a relationship with a woman having those type of problems. Okay. So now, in May, you guys started touring. Um, it's going to take you through a lot of states on the east coast and then the south. You guys excited for that? Hell yeah. There's a lot of favorites on that run, and it's going to be a blast. Are the favorites more in the south or more in the east? Well, I would say my, my favorite, yeah, I would say all over. Like, it, There's really a good mix of either, but my favorite favorite has got to be straight south. That's going to be the uh, Tupelo, Mississippi date. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so yeah. what, kind of what kind of venues are you guys going to be playing on this tour? Is it going to be hometown bars, that kind of stuff? There's dive bars, there's restaurants, there's... Bowling alleys? No bowling alleys. No, damn it! No. no. See, there's... the thing is, usually, I, I, I screwed up in our last interview, I said like, yeah, restaurants usually sucks. No, bowling alleys always suck, and I'm sorry, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, we pretty much, we don't, I don't think we have ever played a show in a bowling alley. Well, we've no. played a few and... Have we? We've played like five and one and a half were fun. I don't even remember. Where <laughs> Such we. a great memory that they've tuned them out already. Yeah. We just, uh, on this on this particular tour, there's a lot of 
Um, there's a lot of ones that we've played over the years that are becoming favorites, but there's some new ones too. But um, a lot of dive bars, some of them bigger, some of them smaller. Um, we've gotten to the point now, though, on the southeast coast where we can kind of we're playing a lot of places that fit us better. Like when we started doing this, it was kind of a it was kind of a, a test to see how it would go in this room and how it would go in that room. There's a city. Yeah, Let's play you know, there. if it was a place that would book us, we would we would take a show and try to do our best. But what we started finding is that some places, you know, with us being a duo, would expect us to be like acoustic guitar and acoustic bass or something like that. They somehow didn't get that this was a loud rock and roll band. So we've gotten to the point now where we're playing a lot of rooms that are the size that allows us to be the volume we want, play super loud. Um, you know, we're we're not we're not at the stage where we're playing you know gigantic clubs every night, but we do play some pretty decent sized places. Um, there, you know, I always I always get excited when I see like bigger bands, like when I walk in a place we're playing and there's somebody you know somebody bigger like Red Fang or something like that playing where we're playing. Then I'm like, yes, we're on the right track, you know. So um, yeah, I would say I mean it's all it's kind of all over the place. But mo for the most part on tour, um, I would say it's, um, you know, it's getting to be better, bigger, better venues on the Southeast Coast for us. So do you guys book your own stuff, or do you have a booker? Or? Now we do. We, we used to have a booking agent, um, and she booked us for three years, two years, something like that. Um, One and a half, broke up with us for six months, came back for like yeah. six more months, and then broke up with us again. Yeah. She booked us for a long time, and she was really awesome, and we got along really well. Um, but she just got to the point where she had too many bands and not enough time, and so she ended up basically retiring from doing agent stuff. And she went back to witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so now it's pretty much all me, and we work with... Uh, we work with a few other people that are, you know, promoters and agents in other cities who help us out, but, you know, about 90% of it is me, so. Okay. So, speaking of the venues, do you prefer, like, big ones, or do you like smaller, more intimate ones? I like them tiny. I like people to be right up to my face. I, I want, like, I want that interaction. That's why we love it here. Like, you know... This this spot is is smaller, but when we get this room packed, you know you got people like right up there. You can see the expressions on their faces. It's like you have to really like my fucking band if you're gonna stand right there. Yeah. And people will stand; they'll be right up there. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I would. Me personally, the the smaller rooms full. You know, bigger rooms you ha you always have that big gap. You know, and sometimes they put up that big rail in front of you, and it's like, that's cool, and you feel like a big rock star when you're on those big stages, but it's there's something about being right up close with people when you're playing, you know? There's another thing that you always said, too, was I'd like to be playing a room if there's five people into it who are going bonkers mm -hmm. rather than a full room and you're dinner theater. Yeah. Like... The, the size of the room doesn't matter. It's it's, it's really the crowd. And if the crowd's dig digging it, I, I depend a lot on energy from 
other other people. You just feed off of it. Yeah, it, it's, I want, it's, it's I want so to much feel greater. their beer spill on me. Yeah, I want to. The Not guy, literally. The guy headbanging <laughs> in the front row, like I want to be so close to that guy that when I move, he's getting my sweat on him, and he's sweating on the guy next to him. Like I want, I want that shit. All right, now we're her. Let's be, <laughs> let's be nice. So you, you mentioned Van Halen before. I'm sure you know about the crazy riders that they kind of started with, with the M and M's and so on and so forth. Do you guys ever do any of those crazy riders, like maybe a full case of old style chill to exactly 44 degrees Fahrenheit, or like a, <laughs> or like a full Kringle that's cut into three and a quarter inch pieces or something? We don't get shit. No, I'm, I'm, just, I'm playing. There's there's some there's places some. where 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 it's available and like like the restaurants we do a lot of them we throw free food and. And, and drinks like Tupelo One. It's like the three times we've been there. It's here's all your food. You're drinking for free all night, and then we crawl out of there and go to our oh, buddy's yeah. house. But <laughs> like, where sometimes it's just available and sometimes it's not. Like we we don't really ask for anything if if they give it. Cool, but a lot of people have told us that we're super easy to deal with because. You know, pretty we'll, self-sustaining. Yeah. We keep a lot of food in the van, and we'll show up, and they'll be like, "Well, you know, we'll go get you whatever kind of booze you want. What do you What do you want?" And we're just like, eh, "Whatever, you know, whatever works." So we're just not picky. Well, I did see an interview you guys did with Scott Adams on Sentinel Daily, okay, where you guys stated that you're content to sleep in the van and eat tuna packets. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. That, that, that's awesome and everything, but what's the <laughs> ultimate goal of 20 Watt Tombstone? I mean, where do you guys want to take this? You know... I want to not have a job when I come home. Well, you, you don't really have a job. <laughs> not really, but I, 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 like, I want to come home and do nothing. Yeah. I want to be a stay-at-home dad with zero kids. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that, that's my goal. I want, I, want, I want to sustain a life... Just by playing my tunes, I, I guess our, our goals may be different, but I guess well, I kind of idea. already do that, but I do solo shows too. Right. But uh, I mean, for me, the goal is, you know, I don't really want, I don't really want or need to get rich from this. Like, money isn't really like if I can be comfortable, which I already kind of am. Um, you know, just not having to worry about bills would be nice, but I don't think that ever happens for anybody. Um, but, uh, you know, like right now, I don't have another job. I just pretty much do this. But uh, I guess I, the big thing for me would be to... Pack be, Madison Square Garden. <laughs> nah, I could, I could go without playing those kind of places just because of that whole thing of not being... You know, close with the crowd, like mm-hmm. those kind of places. I can't imagine being fun, but like you know, I'd like to get on some bigger tours. We could, we could have a rider at the, at the garden. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to. I'd like to do some bigger tours. Be able to be able to tour with some of the bands that we look up to. Um, Europe is another one. Like all of our buddies sure. have done Europe except for us. That's one for sure. So. I guess for me, I just want to stay on the road and be able to play to people every night. Like I don't really care where it is. I don't really care, you know, what size venues they are. If I can play rooms every night to people that dig it, I, that's really all I need, I guess. All right. So, what do you guys do when you're not on the road to relax? Nothing, because we're never not. <laughs> and also, that's that's real. Not a damn thing. If if I don't have to do something. A lot of people are like, oh, you don't, 
you've really chilled out, blah, blah, this and that. It's like, I'm at bars a couple hundred times a year. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit this one out and just stay home. Not do a damn Sometimes thing. Sometimes you just don't want to be in a bar. <laughs> or so, anywhere. Just on the couch is awesome. What's your guys' favorite show, each of you? What, what's your favorite show you've ever done? As part of 20... As part of 20 oh, years. man. Is the weirdest one the favorite one? No, it's, that's not my can we, favorite. Can we pick two? Because yeah. we both have two, I think, that yes. are complete polar opposites. No, the weirdest, the weirdest one, and is, is still in one of my top three, is the Claremont Lounge in Atlanta. Wow, I, that one speechless. There's just so much going on. If you aren't on. familiar, Google that place. Yeah, Google that place. We won't get into it's too much. Famous. It's world famous. Okay. Actors hang out there. It's it's a strip club that features young and old. Music tonight? Yep. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. You guys are doing the interview? Yeah. Sorry about that. That's no right. worries, man. You're good. Rewind it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Data fucked it up, you know. That's okay. What's cool. What band are you guys? 20 Watt Tombstone. 20 Watt Tombstone. Heavier shit? Yeah. Kind of, maybe. What's that? What's <laughs> you guys should do a little like heavier like punk style stuff, you know. I was into like punk and ska. And a little death metal. Nice. We'll get there. You might dig it. Great venue though. I just did uh, St. Patrick's Day for these guys. Nice. Playing all, all over the board. Mm-hmm. Cool. Got a little deep sauce stuff. Yeah. <laughs> So I heard, I, heard, I heard Atlanta and Strip Club, and I just kind of zoned from there. All right, so, it's yeah. Atlanta Strip Club. It's it's I don't know if it's one of the oldest. Uh, some of the oldest strippers work there. There's <laughs> like one girl under thirty, and everybody yeah, else is over. Th- there's this one girl they call Blondie. Like people walk through, and she's like, people walk through and kiss the ring. There's just so much going on. There's a chick over wow. here crushing cans with her tits. There's a lap dance going on over here. There's a line to something going on over there. Still haven't figured it out. Not my business. And then just and then there's the strip club going on here. And then there's. I'm just, googling her right now. So you it's can see not. What she a, looks it's like. not. Oh a, it's not a very big place. But like I was playing, and it was oh, ex- wow. extremely. <laughs> Do you understand now? <laughs> it was, Holy yeah. lord! It was extremely hard to just pay attention because it's like, what, what, what. It's like watching a movie on IMAX. Your head's always on the swivel. Trying yeah, to catch yeah, everything. yeah. Everything's it's sensory in overload. That's yeah, for sure. Exactly. But then I gotta say, my favorite show I've ever done was probably the first time we played Tupelo. Going back to one of my favorites, that uh, it was Memorial Day weekend, and we got there, and the one of the bartenders was texting us because we asked the bar, "Is there anywhere to stay? Because we know it's gonna be blocked up Memorial Day and all that." And he started texting us, and we were pretty much best friends with this dude before we got there. <laughs> the staff was awesome. You walk in, and they were playing like Red Fang and the Sword and Mothership. It was it was really cool, and uh, found out all the other bars in town had closed. So the only bar to go to in that town was the yeah, Thirsty Devil, and this place. Oh, you some bitch. <laughs> Mark Super Pot- professional interview. <laughs> yeah. Here. Um, but yeah, and that that place was it's it's a it's a longer bar, and that place was ass to elbows, front to back. We had a uh, we had we we took a selfie, and we asked a bunch of people to come up and, and join in with us, and people came up and they're like, 
Afterwards, they're like, wow, you had so many people at that. I'm like, that wasn't even a quarter of the people that were in that bar at that night. It was it was just off the wall. I, I, maybe not the most people we've played for, but like the most response. We took a selfie from stage. I was just telling like them this, about that. And it was like solid. It was, and, it, and I, that's what I said. It wasn't even the quarter of the people that were there. Like that was just people that that rolled mm-hmm. up, and all we could get in their camera space. But I guess go with yours. Well, oh I'm, wait, and the best friend guy we were staying with. The, there was a storm a little bit later in the night, knocked out all the power. Yeah. This dude rolled a gas-powered generator into his living room so he could run his record player and the fridge so we could drink beer and listen to tunes. <laughs> nice. There you go. That's the way to do it. So that, that was the after bar and close it down. I'm sorry I stopped you again. Go ahead. No, you did uh, I would probably say both of the ones you did, but since you already said those, I'll try to be unique and say something different. Um... Probably the most memorable show for me is a toss-up between two. When we played the Hard Rock in Atlanta, that was that was that was something I always wanted to do. So it was kind of cool to be able to cross that off the list. Um, but I would say either that one or uh, there was one we did in St. Augustine on a weekday, where uh, you know we didn't expect anybody to show up. We had never played there before. Um, and there was maybe maybe nine, ten people there. It wasn't a real big crowd. But this guy who had been messaging me on Twitter and following everything we do, um, he had shown up and he had driven four hours to be there. Wow. And he told me he's like, You guys are you guys are a band I'd easily drive five, six hours to see, like, you know, you guys are my favorite band, blah 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 blah. So we end, this guy ends up telling me that um, the song Untitled off of our first record like got him through a really, really, really difficult time in his life where he was feeling suicidal and uh, had just gotten out of a really bad marriage. And he's like, nothing else worked. Like, your record was the only thing that, that really spoke to me. He's like, you know, I was angry, but I was sad. And none of the music fit what I was feeling except the song. So... You know, he kind of told me that he felt like that song got him through a really bad time where he was feeling like, you know, he might not want to live anymore. And I had never had anybody say anything like that to me before. So it just, even though it was a small crowd, it was a show I left feeling really good about us and what we were doing. Because there are times where, like, you know, after like 10 days on the road, you just don't want to play anymore you just want to give up and go home and get a day job because you're sick of everything and it's not working out but then something like that happens and it just makes you feel like you know like you have purpose like what you're doing is is making you know an impact on somebody and it's not like we're writing you know big political songs that are changing the world you know thank you for not by the way i get that but you know it's just nice that we're creating something that every once in a while speaks to people. So I would say that show, that show or the hard rock would probably be the two. That, awesome. Yeah, Very cool. So I'm going to piggyback off that one. We're going to flip the coin. What was your least favorite show? Did you not hear the story about the strip bar in Atlanta? They didn't say that was their least favorite. They just that, said that's, it was the weirdest. That that's was, a favorite. Yeah, that was, a, <laughs> that was definitely that was a not the least favorite. A favorite weird. Um, oh, my God. 
I got, I got, I got one. We played a restaurant in Illinois. Well, that's the problem right there, for starters. And, that one was pretty terrible. And uh, where, where you set up, the backdrop was a TV to where the dining room watched, and uh, it was it was an Illinois college football game. And people who watch college football want to stab everything that's in the way of their college football. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm setting up my drums, and there's this family just... I can't even explain the look. It was just... Just I want to cut you the whole thing. Like I got a five-year-old kid. Like oh, damn. I hate you. Get out of the way of my TV. <laughs> oh man, what? There's a lot, and there's I, a lot of. I don't really don't want to sell people out either. It can be vague. I think that one was vague enough, but I don't know. There's there's a few, but. I would say for me, probably, what were you going to say, a couple weeks ago, that was actually what I was going to say. The one with Logan, we just walked out and all of us collectively looked at each other like, did that, was that a thing, did that happen to us just now, are those real people, is that a real concert venue? You know, I know exactly what I'm going to say on this one. I won't name the name. I won't say when or where we were there. But, uh, yeah. Uh, there, There's a spot where uh, the owner likes to get uh, get on stage and... Sing with you? And, no, not sing. Okay. Scream, More like a, against you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> a guy, guy owner or lady owner? Uh... I think he identifies as a man. Yes. Oh, oh one of those. Are yeah. Okay. No, it just uh, you know the 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 vibe of the club was weird. Like people were on some drugs that I don't think I would probably partake in. Uh, there was some girl like doing a striptease slash uh, breaking music video in the middle of. Yeah. She was doing like floor spins on her back, but then, like, trying to take her clothes off at the same time. Uh, girl walked walked around the stage, got up on the stairwell, started hitting drums. She hit about two notes, and I flung the door open and just started screaming. Yeah, Rando's trying to play our gear. I, I hate that. Don't ever do that, anyone listening. If you touch someone's gear, <laughs> then you get one of these... Or one of these, just or don't both. do it. Or all three. But yeah, she's she, and and hammered, not like tasteful. Duh, 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 duh. Hey, look, I can do this. Just do 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 do. Bing bong Yeah. And just just stop. It was yeah. We literally. I won't go into much more detail because a lot of people will know what we're talking mm-hmm. about if I do. But yeah, it's just we don't play there anymore. Massive disregard <laughs> for uh, personal space gear, uh, that whole thing, just rough. Alright, so when you guys disagree about something, when you're, especially like traveling or anything like that, whether it's musically or, you know, where to grab a bite to eat, what's the standard way you guys solve problems as a, as a band? We, we settle it like the, the music video for Beat It. We tie ourselves together with a handkerchief and we uh, pull out <laughs> our knives and 
you know, pretty much Pictures or it didn't happen. Yeah. We, yeah, just, you know. we stab it out until we go to cookout. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to try that on ours. I'm just, okay. It might work. We don't, don't really argue once. much. Usually by the time we, we stop for food, it's both of us are so crabby hungry that it's like, there's a blah, blah, I don't care, go. We agree on just about everything. So, like, we know, it sounds horrible, but we're like a married couple. Like, I know what he eats. He knows what I eat. Like, we... We yeah. had this for a minute. There's there's really nothing that, at this point, that we don't already know about each other. We're so. pretty easy to please, and you have to be very whatever when you're on the road. Yeah, exactly. so that's the only thing. Oh, the next town is 150 miles away. Okay. <laughs> Looks like we're doing that. Is that like an I'm sorry what I said when I was hungry type thing? <laughs> yeah, more like I'm sorry what I said when I was wasted. We get over that one pretty quick, too. There's been a few of those. More of those than hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Just big hugs in the morning. That was stupid. All right. We got shit to <laughs> let's do. Let's not ever talk about that again. Yep. We got shit to do. <laughs> let's, let's keep moving, basically. All right. Well, we want to thank you guys for sitting down with us. Um, I don't want to get all sentimental here, but you were our first interview nice so <laughs> this will be something fun for us to look back on as the time goes and you did a uh, great job yeah you were really good both like, of you were I, really really i'm good. sorry i was late but those questions didn't suck i've been on <laughs> live live tv in in a town up north and they're like asking us the most vanilla like i've never been to a rock and roll show questions ever yeah. and we both are kind of like you, know, you can see it in the interview. Like we look at it, she's like, "Is this bitch serious right now? Like, what the hell?" I guess the way, I don't know about you, but the way I did it was, I mean, I thought of things that I would want to know because I mean, yeah. anybody, anybody can go to your website, they can look up your information, they mm-hmm. can follow that and things. But there are just certain things. It's like you know what? What wouldn't the average person ask? And that's I don't want to ask you deep stuff because that's what we're not here for. We're here to have fun. Yeah, I and, like that. And it was all non-Googleable shit. That's because we already used the Google. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's where I was going for it. And I'm glad that. And thank you for the compliment. Yeah. It's very nice. I agree. Sorry we were late. I no, no, that's not a problem. Now, Lou, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to sit back and listen to some good dirty blues. Uh, can you and, guys... and have a drink or two. Well, Hell yeah. So you guys go do your thing. I had a drink awesome. on the way here. Thank in fact, that's why I was late. You have been listening to a program from the Point of Insanity Network. Visit us at poigamestudio.podbean.com for more shows. Follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at POIGamestudio. Studio.